We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. The time has come. We got to get some action in on Super Bowl LV featuring Coolio. It's now the other way around. We've waited 25 years. Now LV is the top billing when it comes to all these things. But what you need to do is go to FTNDaily.com and buy the Super Bowl package right now. It's $19.99. That's like, what, a quarter of a bet? There's a lot of bets in there, a lot of winning bettors. It's not like listening to me and getting losing bets. We have guys that actually win at this stuff in this package. Comprehensive breakdowns, cornerback, wide receiver matchups, every angle of the game is in there right now. So hit the description of this video or podcast. You can find the direct link or just go to ftndaily.com. Two of those contributors are going to be on the line momentarily. Both Brad Evans and Jeff Radcliffe from ftndaily.com will be talking about the props, the best bets, and breaking down the game really hammering into it on a far more in-depth basis than Jeff Custon and I did back on Tuesday. Although I highly recommend everyone go check out that show. But what I need you to do right now is smash the like button for the episode and give me your single favorite prop, whether it's an over and under, whatever it might be in the comment section down below. Please go do that. Also rate, review, and subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast or just subscribe to Mayo Media Network on YouTube to continue to get all of the free content. Midway through this show, we're going to have the top single plays from some of our FTN contributors. Then afterwards, Matt Mizelman from DraftKings Sportsbook. He works at DraftKings Sportsbook going to talk about where the money is coming Coming in, where the biggest liabilities rest for DraftKings Sportsbook this weekend as it pertains to the Super Bowl. So are, are they behind a certain team here that they really want to see win? Because I'm very curious to where all the money is going to end up going for this. Also, DFS menu is out right now. Myself and Cam Stewart's a throwback show, but you can find that up on Mayo Media Network as well at the moment. Plus, DraftKings Showdown with David Jones from FTN and Justin Freeman will be out later or came out last night sorry thursday evening to get you ready for the millionaire maker contest enough of me let's get into it brad evans jeff radcliffe they are both here right now bradley are you excited Oh, my God, yes. Uh, look, I'm ecstatic because I think this game is going to be a high-scoring affair. Now, uh, truth be told, a uh, little foreshadow, I am on the under. Uh, but you got the old guard with Tom Brady. Uh, I think he was around during the Mesozoic era. And also the new guard with Patrick Mahomes. And just a lot of electricity. You know, we're going to have some fans in the stands. 25,000 people going to be in attendance. It's going to seem a little weird, a little awkward, as we're going to have a natural roar of the crowd and sort of the artificial stuff that's been pumped into a lot of the stadiums. But, yeah. I think Sunday, by the time this game kicks off, I'm going to be a half a bottle of tequila in. I'm going to have some chicken wings, some nachos, swimming around in the belly. I'm going to plop down on the couch and watch an exciting game that's going to take roughly six hours to complete. I, I think you need to go to at the PME on Twitter and check out the DFS menu and construct yourself a lineup for Super Bowl snacks out of that. Radcliffe, Ooh, I read your breakdown of the game. 
and I'm with you. That scares me. I mean, that's good news for me that my opinion just isn't so out of left field that I don't like kind of agree with you on this one. But everyone's kind of like points, points, points. Do you think that the Chiefs could score 40 points and this still hit the under? No, <laughs> I don't. I, I think that the Bucks are going to keep it a lot closer than that. I don't think there's any way we can count Tom Brady out of any matchup. And, and I echo Brad's sentiment, you know, in a lot of ways for me, it's not only the old guard, new guard. It, it is a true changing of the guard that we're seeing in the NFL right now. The statue X pocket passer. I mean, hey, Brady took over for the quintessential in Drew Bledsoe, and he's really been that in his career. Now, today, the modern quarterback is a mobile quarterback who can also throw, which is Patrick Mahomes. Fascinating there, but on the defensive side of the ball, you have Shaq Barrett, you have J Jason Pierre-Paul, you have the interior with Vita Vea and, and Dominican Sue coming after a hobbled Mahomes. I don't believe the toe is 100% if you need surgery in the offseason, Patrick. With an offensive line that is now starting just two of its original starters, they're missing three guys on that offensive line. So, no, I don't think – and I don't think they get to 40. But I think the uh, the Buccaneers keep it much closer, and they may be in this thing to win it as well when it comes down to the line. Because remember, they came back big time in that first matchup back in Week 12. Well, we've been seeing the juice jump around on DraftKings Sportsbook, but it's really remained at three for the past two weeks. So the official line as of the time that we're doing the show, Kansas City favored by three in this game, the over-under right now is at 56. That's down from 56 and a half. You have to lay 115 to bet the minus three. It's minus 106 to bet the plus three, or you can just bet on Tampa Bay to win on Tom Brady, and that is plus 140. I made my prediction earlier in the week, Jeff. It was 42 to 17 for the Kansas wow. City Chiefs. I think wow. I, listen, and maybe I'm just writing the bucks off here in terms of the sort of, I mean, the win that they had against Green Bay was incredibly impressive. And the point that you really bring up about the offensive line on Kansas City is something that I completely just stupidly overlooked against Green Bay. When Bakhtiari went out, like all of a sudden, oh, they're just getting generating massive pressure with Vita Via back and an offensive lineman, the best offensive lineman they have down. Yeah, Rogers going to be running for his life. I just feel like this Chiefs team all season long played possum they did enough they they didn't play their best and went 14 and two i just feel like they're a cut above everyone else and it's not close you know for me i i hear you there they certainly do have that aspect to that you know it feels like at any point they can shift gears and then just take over the game but this bucks team is an impressive team and i don't think we can undersell that Ever since that debacle in week nine against New Orleans Saints where they looked dreadful, they've been really good. You know, Brady himself, oh, the noodle arm, he can't throw downfield. Yeah, you're wrong. He just didn't have anybody to throw downfield to. It's not Drew Brees here. He's pushing the ball vertically, 10.4 yards downfield on average since week 10. That's tops in the league. Now, of course, you have that aspect of, of Bashad Breeland and Charvarius Ward who do defend well in the secondary and Daniel Sorensen at safety. But then they can hit him in the underneath. Cameron Brake gives him another look there as well. So I, I think they're going to keep this a lot closer than people. a lot of people uh, are, are uh, believing here. And I, I see the tickets. I see the people are, are betting more on Kansas City here. I get that. But uh, I, I don't know. Tom Brady showed us against the Patri or the Packers, that is, that you just can't count this guy out. Do you have a lean, Brad? It feels to me like people are either betting Chiefs minus three or Bucks money line. I feel like those are the two yeah. bets that people are going with. There's very few like plus three tickets out there. Yeah, look, there are some sites out there that I've seen that have uh, the old Captain Hook Yar in play at the three and a half. Very few. Uh, it's made a cameo here and there these last several days. Uh, I actually, you know, fired off on a ticket when it, when it was at three and a half very early on in the process. So I have locked it on Tampa uh, at that plus three and a half line. But yeah, I'm with you. Look, if it's if it's at three, which it is right now, DraftKings Sportsbook, I think you're right. Uh, you're either going all in on Kansas City to cover, which is heavily juiced up last I checked, or you're just going to fire off on the money line and have Tampa Bay win straight up my lane right now. Uh, honestly, I'm with Jeff uh, to a certain extent on this with uh, the offensive line issues. 
of this Kansas City Chiefs uh, team and all the unknowns and the barber gate and all that good stuff. Uh, I just think that, you know, Tampa's going to keep this thing close, man. Uh, you know, there's a lot of continuity there this week. A lot of these guys can be able to sleep in their own beds for much of the week. You know, there's not as much hoopla around this game. Sure, all the pomp and circumstance and all that jazz. Uh, but again, because of the convenience factor here for Tampa Bay, I think that does play a little bit of a factor. Uh, just the comfort that they're in, in the environment that they know best there at Raymond James Stadium. So, I got a 28-26 Tampa, so I, I'm going to take them straight up. I'm going to fade the mayo on this one. And, yes, uh, again, as I said earlier on in the broadcast, I'm on the under. You are – I can't believe you're betting an under on anything, which which just absolutely <laughs> boggles my mind. You're the king of the I must, over. I'm drunk already, mayo. I'm drunk already. Jeff, you had to pick a side. Minus three, plus three. Which side are you going? Oh, man. If I had to, because I'm not going to. I'm only going to put my money in when it's right. If I had to, I will take Tampa on that. But I think the line is actually perfect at three. I've been hoping that, you know, you get the casual money flooding in at the end of the week here to possibly see some movement there or the over-under. It hasn't happened yet. We still have a little bit of time before Sunday. But, yeah, I'll take Tampa. I just don't love it. I, I, I do think there's a good shot that they win this game, though, because, you know, you're counting them out. And, yeah, Brad mentioned it. Hey, Tom Brady's been home alone. He's, he's channeling his inner Macaulay Culkin with nobody <laughs> in the house for the last, whatever, week and a half. And somehow, did, did is it out there? Are we blaming Belichick and Brady for the, the barber thing? Is that already happening? Is this the cheating scenario? Uh, that's crazy. I, the fact of the matter that Patrick Mahomes was the next dude up in the chair that all hell would have broken loose yeah. if he would be on the COVID list right now. Yeah, they would be pushing the Super Bowl a week is essentially what would end up <laughs> Yeah, happening. 100%. No doubt. <laughs> you got to have your guys in this game when it comes down to it. Uh, Jeff, I think you're the probably the best. I want to switch to the Super Bowl MVP odds very quickly. I mean, this is not a great market. All the value is – I mean, there's very little value in it to begin with, but it seems like all the value is really sucked out into it as well. But the way that I wanted to play it was with the kind of game script that I've told myself, I think that Kansas City wins, and I think they win by a bunch here. That – in a game like this where you have to make Brady throw, let's say, I don't know, 45, 50 times if they're playing from behind this entire game, that leaves the potential for some bad throws to happen, especially if Brady is pressing it downfield. We've seen enough defensive players over the past 20 years win MVP that in the secondary for the Chiefs, if Brady's going to be taking shots downfield, which I would expect him to do in this scenario, trying to play catch up. Is there a DB on the Chiefs who could luck his way into two picks and potentially a return touchdown? And we can get him at like 150 to one. Yeah, I don't have the odds for Bashad Breeland in front of me right now, but Breeland picked off Brady earlier in the season back in week 12. He faced him that last year as well when Brady was still on the Patriots, picked him off in that game as well. Breland had one catch allowed. Now, it was a touchdown to Mike, Mike Evans on six targets, though, in that Week 12 contest. So if there is a guy, he's been playing. He's, he's sneaky under the radar. Like, is he an elite corner? No, but he is a pretty solid option, and he seems to have Brady's number. So, yeah, if there's an under-the-radar play to make, then it is Brashad Breland for me. Brashad Breland right now on DraftKings Sportsbook is 150-1, to 1, Brad. There you go. Yeah, why not? I mean, you know, the defensive <laughs> players have won MVPs the past uh, very fondly. I remember my 1985 Chicago Bears and Richard Dent coming off the edge, had a monstrous game against the aforementioned New England Patriots, uh, and he ended up taking the hardware home. Um, you know, look, it's it's quarterback or bust. You know, I, you know if there's one guy uh, that is outside of that position, I still think is a decent value. And, and Mayo, I know you got the odds in front of you. I think it's 13 to 1, Travis Kelsey. To win MVP, mm. um, you know, we know the shortcomings of this Tampa defense. It's defending the tight end. Uh, they are one of the lowest in the league in terms of DVOA versus a tight end on the season. Uh, they ranked inside the top seven in most receptions, most yards in the regular season allowed at the tight end position. And I don't I don't know what it is with Travis Kelsey. I don't know if he's got like excessive flatulence or something, <laughs> but he's wide open every single play. There's nobody around him. Nobody wants to be near him. They're just like, nah, man, we're just going to leave that cat there and he'll, he'll catch the ball. I don't know if it's just his, his route running acumen. I know plays into that. Uh, I know it's just ability to, you know, break off the line. Uh, it's just so, you know, in, in tremendously astute, but I mean, he has been uncoverable here in the postseason, really over the second half of the season. So, you know, he could go out there and have like a 10 catch 120 yard two touchdown kind of game, 
more than likely, voters are going to be like, well, the guy throwing the ball, he deserves all the credit, and they're going to vote for Mahomes. But, you know, if they come to their senses and realize that Kelsey was really the difference maker in this game because he's that damn good, maybe, you know, at 13 to 1, uh, you know, that could hit. So I think there's a fair amount of value there. But I, I do like roll the dice of Bashad Brillin. Why the hell not? Be bold. Go for it. Yeah, it's not a huge investment you have to put down at 150 to one, really on anything. Yeah, right. and, and maybe Kelsey five on it. Maybe Travis Kelsey suffers from like Vladdy Divac syndrome, where he just doesn't shower before <laughs> the game, and then just no one wants to be near him in the post. I don't know. But Jeff, I'm looking at these odds right now that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is 28 to one, but Daryl Williams is 40 to one. Isn't Daryl Williams just a better bet in this game anyway than Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we've been talking about this all week. I, I think that widely people have this one wrong. They're assuming, hey, it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire because it was Clyde Edwards-Alaire last time and it was Clyde Edwards-Alaire earlier in the season. But we haven't paid attention to the last two games. It's been Darrell Williams. Uh, I mentioned this uh, on another broadcast this week, but another Williams in down the stretch for Kansas City, big factor. I, I think Darrell Williams is kind of sneaky here. In terms of his player props, too, that my spidey senses are tingling and I know that the player props want you to take unders on him, and I am not taking the cheese on that one. 40 to 1 is pretty appealing, especially if they get him the ball in the red zone. That couldn't be out, that's not out of the question, right? If this ends up being one of those games where it's not the script we think, it's not super pass heavy, and all of a sudden it's running back scoring touchdowns, you know, the winning running back is likely going to win that award. So if it isn't Leonard Fournette on the other side, it could be Williams. I don't mind that at 40 to 1. Uh, and right now it's over under 30 and a half rushing yards on the player prop for Daryl Williams, which I really do like. Do, do, if it comes to targeting one player in particular, Jeff, is there one or two that you're really focusing in on? Be like, hey, these guys are the over guys. Their lines are wrong. I think they're going to be more involved because we don't know what's going on with Sammy Watkins. As you pointed out up on FTN Fantasy in your article, and you can go to FTN Daily as well and get this entire package, that if Watkins isn't playing, just smash Pringle overs. He's the heir to the chip fortune. He probably doesn't need any more money, but hey, he can make us money at the same time. Yeah, you got to pop those Pringles. That's another one that's getting overlooked. I, I, and, and, you know, I call this, and, I, and of course, I mean this with love, the Roto World effect. I used to work for Roto World. I, I love Roto World. But sometimes Roto World will blurb about something and then everybody overreacts to it. So they blurb about, you know, Sammy Watkins being a little iffy. Oh, overreaction, it's going to be McCole Hardman. I don't think so. In fact, I know what they did last week. What they did is they used Tyreek Hill on 52 snaps. They used Byron Pringle on 52 snaps. Byron Pringle ran the second most routes, ran one more route than Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus Robinson ran almost double the amount of routes of McCall Hardman. So Hardman, you know, he'll be involved. They'll do their gadget stuff with him. But really, Pringle is going to be an interesting guy. And, you know, I know we're talking about sports betting here, but if you're talking about that single-game slate as well, Pringle, give him some love. I think he might be a little bit under-owned. In terms of, of overs, you know, I've had a lot of success on unders just in my betting career in general, but especially when it comes to the Super Bowl. So I'm not seeing a ton that I like there uh, in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of these overs. But you mentioned another key thing with players and moving pieces. Antonio Brown, we don't know his status. Like, he said, I will probably play. Well, does that mean you're a probable or what, what does probably play even mean? How do we quantify that? We don't know. We know he's limited in practice, but if he doesn't go, then all of a sudden it's like smash over on Scotty Miller. If he does go, then it's smash under on Scotty Miller. So there's a couple that I'm actually going to wait until the weekend to place. Yeah. So right now on DK Sportsbook, Scotty Miller over and a half, one, one and a half receptions. And the over is plus money, Brad. The under is minus 162. But if Brown is out, you just hit the over, don't you? Yeah, I think you do. Look, I, I, you know, to go back to your original question, like the one player that uh, I'm smashing every single over on, and, you know, I am the opposite of Jeff. I love the overs because life is too short to bet the unders. So I, I know he is the undertaker, but I love chasing uh, some of those stats. And anything Leonard Fournette in this game, man, I absolutely adore. Uh, you know, anytime touchdown, plus 120, locked it in. Uh, I locked it over on the rushing yards in the high 40s. 
I locked in the over on fantasy points, which you can wager on at DraftKings Sportsbook at the 14 and a half at plus 100 odds. I locked in over receiving yards, 25 and a half. And my favorite wager on the board is the over on three and a half receptions, which I use uh, because DraftKings is very generous. They gave me the 55% odds boost uh, for Super Bowl 55. I smashed it with that one on the over because you know, you look at Fournette these last couple of games, even with Ronald Jones in uniform, he's gotten 69% nice uh, of the touches and 58% on the ground, 18.8% of the target share overall. He's caught at least four balls in three consecutive games. He is the centerpiece and a as the nickelback in this scheme where he's there on every single pass down. So, you know, if the game flow goes the way you think it will, Mayo, and that Kansas City comes out and just pulverizes Tampa Bay in this game, then they're going to be in full catch-up mode. So it's going to be a lot of dink and dunk from Tom Brady, you know, when he's not taking those occasional shots down the field. So for me, uh, I like the over there on Fournette in particular on the three and a half receptions. But then again, I'm overly fond of playoff Lenny in general. And uh, I might have a fever because it's very odd that I'm backing Fournette across the board. Yeah, that that terrifies me way too much. And I know that fading Fournette has maybe $0 so far, actually negative dollars so far in the playoff, Jeff. But is there a chance that Ronald Jones gets back involved at all here? Well, he has been involved. He's just not playing a lot of snaps. But, you know, I think the Ronald Jones lines are, are kind of interesting. Like if you look at uh, – I, I think rushing attempts is intriguing. Leonard Fournette as well. If it's 11 and a half, then I think he, we may see 12, 13 carries out of Leonard Fournette. Ronald Jones rushing attempts at eight and a half. That's intriguing. He's been over it in each of the last two games. They're going to use him. They're just not going to use him a ton. And then the other one that does stand out to me, I think he catches a pass. He caught a pass. Obviously, last time it was a touchdown. So if you think he has, if he, he's going to catch a pass in this one over on the, the half reception line, I like that as well. So I do have, you know, I'm not just going to take unders just for the sake of unders. I'm going to take advantages when I have advantages. Take edges when I have edges on the sports book. And I think I have them in those places on the over, not the under. Mm. All right. So one of the one of the big ones that I've just been kind of like just going through, and I don't want to give away what's going on behind the, uh, the FTN Daily Super Bowl package. But the one thing that these two teams both do is score in the second quarter of games. For whatever reason. Don't know why. Uh, if we look at it right now, these teams average exactly 10.2 points per second quarter this season. That's a tie for second in the NFL. Kansas City has averaged almost 14 in the second quarter over their past three games. And Tampa in the playoffs, 12.3. That Do I just start uh, betting some overs in the second quarter? Maybe first quarter under, second quarter overs, Brad? Yeah, they, that's the way to go. And in there, I saw that there was a really odd trend in the nine prior Super Bowls for Tom Brady. Uh, I believe the New England Patriots score a total of three points in the first quarter. So, I mean, he has been prone to some slow starts in some of these big games. Now, you know, you could say, well, a lot of those New England teams didn't have uh, the electricity that uh, this Tampa Bay team has offensively, but some of them did. So, you know, it's been kind of slow out of the gate. And that that's common for, you know, even if this is going to be the 10th go around for TB12, you know, they're still going to have some butterflies, still going to have some jitters in the biggest stage in the land. Uh, same is going to apply to a lot of the Kansas City players. You know, until this game can really loosen up, I think it will be low scoring. I think the line on the first quarter in terms of total points is 10 and a half. So I kind of like the under there. And then, yeah, I would absolutely obliterate. I would break out the da -da 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 that good old sledgehammer on the over on whatever the second half line is. So, yeah, I'm with you there. I'm going to I'm going to tell you on that wager. Second quarter, second quarter over. Yeah. Now, and so there's the I think that might be my single favorite one. Jeff, do you have a favorite prop that is on the board? Well, just to explain that uh, reference to the millennials and, and even younger generation, that was a song that was in the 1980s. I believe it was Robert Palmer. <laughs> no, 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 Peter no, no. Gabriel. Peter Gabriel. Peter, baby. Peter, Peter Gabriel. Yeah. In a video <laughs> direct. In a video I'm, directed I'm not as by, old as Brad. The video was directed <laughs> by David Fincher. It's a fantastic video. Yeah. Stop, stop wow. motion animation. animation. Oh, it's awesome. I, I don't even know, but there you go. Look it up. Uh, the dated references is what you stay for. You come for the information, you stay for the dated <laughs> references. Uh, well, you know, prop-wise, not related to players. Actually, I want to piggyback on this, and, and maybe we can make some more money here, Mayo. How about we go with a second quarter lead change as well at plus mm. 175? 
I, you know, I don't like the, you know, it's better odds in the first quarter, but we've seen this in uh, each of the, the two games here in the playoffs for the Bucks. We saw it last week uh, for the Chiefs against the Bills. I do agree, a little bit of a slow start, and maybe it's a little bit of a prize fight in the, in the second quarter. I think there's at least one lead change. We could see multiple lead changes there, and I do love that at plus 175. Yeah, and you can even bet quarter number two right now as highest scoring quarter at plus 160. Ooh, ooh, that's spicy. That's a lovely little nugget. I like that. So we, we there's there's a lot that you can kind of dig into too. I like the uh, the overall uh, team total on Kansas City as well as over twenty nine and a half. I think that it is. I just like Kansas City in this game. I'm the biggest square on earth, apparently. Brad, do you have a single favorite prop? Uh, well, you know, aside from the Fournette stuff, another one that I really love uh, in this game. Again, you know, I'm a player props focus uh, kind of cat. Um, I'll give you a couple. I love the under on Rob Gronkowski, 30.5 yards. Uh, I mean, he's going to be more line tied in this game. You know, we saw the duress that Josh Allen was under against this aggressive Kansas City pass rush uh, in the AFC title game. He was uh, placed under pressure on 41% of his dropbacks. So I think Rock is going to be a critical piece in trying to keep Brady's jersey clean in this game. You know, it's all the Cameron Braid show. So, you know, he's only run a 20 total routes as Gronk over his last six contests and has only gone over this number once since week 14. So I'm on that one. And sticking with the Tampa theme, I think Mike Evans is going to find the end zone. I mean, he did so twice in the first matchup, and it's still plus odds pretty much everywhere. You know, if you're using the FTM bets prop dash shop tool, uh, which you should right now. It's absolutely free. It's the Google of props out there for the players market. Um, you know, I've seen anywhere between plus 115. I locked it in a DK Sportsbook at plus 130 when it came out a few days ago. Uh, he's going to find the end zone. He's got a massive height advantage on Breland. I know we talked to Breland earlier, the success that uh, he's had against Brady, as Jeff outlined. Uh, but I think Evan's got a really good shot there of, you know, hopefully getting to the 55-yard mark because I got another wager on that. Uh, that was uh, odds boosted on DraftKings, but I think he's going to have a spike in the end zone at least once as well. You should have used your 55% odds boost on that Breland MVP bet. Get it up to like three, uh, oh, yeah. 75 to one or something. Oh, yeah. Put the, <laughs> put five Gs on it. Let's go. Let's party. Why the hell not? I don't know if they would take that action or not. The last thing I did want to go over with you, Jeff, is does the philosophy of coaches change? in this sort of spot, knowing that there's no next game, people are going to criticize your decisions. If you don't win either way, that you might see these guys just go for it in the shorter yard yarder situations, especially after all the buzz that we've seen throughout the playoffs so far and all these losing teams, basically not going for it, getting killed that maybe the under kicking props is a way to look. Well, that could be pretty interesting. Yeah. I think you learn from the past or you're destined to repeat it. Of course, and we saw, hey, Matt LaFleur is going to, I guess he's going to go to his grave saying that was the right move. It's like, bro, <laughs> you gave the ball back to the GOAT. You're not facing, uh, you know, Mitchell Trubisky. Like, I get it. All right, put the darn points on the board against Trubisky. You shut him down. Then you go back, you score. You don't have to worry about the two-point conversion. But come on. Or, you know, on the in the other game, you're going up against Patrick Mahomes. Don't kick the freaking field goal. You have to keep pace. So, absolutely, I think you're onto something here, Pat. Hopefully these two coaches, and I do believe this, are smart enough to realize that B.A. is a risk-it-for-the-biscuit type of guy, so we know he's going to go after it. And Andy Reid has a little bit of gamble in him we've seen in the past as well. So I don't think so. I think, you know, they realize what they're up against here. So that is kind of sneaky. I wasn't really thinking that route. By the way, Prashad Breeland, plus 575 to record an interception in this game. So, I mean, hey, we'll just keep, <laughs> keep loading up on Breeland. If he goes off, both Brad and I will take our pants off mid-game. Yeah, I listen. Well, I might have already removed Jeff. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> For people who want to know, Butker's over under is eight and a half. That's almost uh, it's minus one ten on DraftKings Sportsbook for the under eight and a half, and Suckup is seven and a half. And that's not even talking about uh, you know if they just miss some field goals throughout the game because that can always help you out too. Hopefully yeah. Kansas score he doesn't. Hopefully Kansas City doesn't score just enough touchdowns that you know if they score like twenty touchdowns. He just kicks extra points the entire game and hits the over. I don't know, but I would think that if the game that I have penciled out the suck up under seven and a half, and that's only minus one oh six, would likely be one of my favorites on that. And final thoughts before I let you guys get out of here, Brad. What do you got going on this weekend? And you got any final thoughts about this game? 
Yeah, I mean, you were talking about the kickers. Uh, one of my just kind of random favorite novelty props available at DraftKings. Will there be a doink, a doink of any kind, uh, upright, crossbar, any kind of doink will do. Uh, it's plus 375. Why the hell not? I mean, guys miss extra points. Stupid stuff happens at the Super Bowl. I kind of like the Brady over 0.5 rush yards. You know we're going to get a Brady sneak. The only concern is the kneel downs. And, you know, it, we Jeff is, like, nodding his head. We were – I got burned. Well, you didn't because you benefited from that in the end last year. But, I mean, Mahomes, I think he was up by, like, nine yards on his overprop last year on rush yards. Oh, yeah. And then that cat's taking five-yard kneel downs. <laughs> I'm yelling at the street, stop it. Take a knee now, man. Quit running around, running backwards in clock. And, you know, the under end up hitting. So that is a brutal, bitter memory for me. I hope it is not repeated or replicated. However – I am on the under Patrick Mahomes rush yards this time around. Jeff, where are you going to be this weekend besides like being on FTN Daily and Sirius and CBS and slumming it on this show, obviously, as people are watching right now? And do you have a strong take on heads versus tails? <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely be. Uh, we'll be here. Tails never fails, according to Elliot Chris. But uh, no, don't don't play that bet. Don't do that to yourself. Uh, we'll be here. I'm getting the brisket ready for this weekend. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, oh, fired up, man. We don't have a lot of people here, so I'm going to have to do a lot of eating and perhaps a little bit of drinking as well. As far as the game is concerned, a couple other things that I like. I mentioned Byron Pringle earlier, plus 400 for an anytime touchdown. That just feels like a Super Bowl bet right there. Uh, also, hey, we have a lot of defensive lines as well. Sean Murphy Bunting should be pretty busy out of the slot in this game. The last time they these two teams faced each other, he had five tackles in that game. His line is four and a half on DraftKings right now. And it's juice to the under. So I love getting that favorable on uh, that favorable odds on the other side of that thing. So going over there. Also, we talked about it earlier, but, you know, be wary of Clyde Edwards Alaire. I know a lot of people are going to gravitate to his name, but for me, the unders are very appealing, especially the receiving yards, 18 and a half. He wow. has one catch in four of his last five games. So if he catches the ball once, it's going to be pretty hard for him to get to 18 and a half yards. So I'm hammering the under on that bad boy. All right, you can check out all of Brad's work, all of Jeff's work up on ftndaily.com right now and get the Super Bowl package only $19.99, all the bets, all the breakdowns, everything that you need. Coming up momentarily, we're going to talk to the insider info at DraftKings Sportsbook to figure out where all of the money is coming in and the percentage of bets that are going on. But first, some more bets from the crew over at ftndaily.com. Before we continue, I want to tell you all about geology and ask you, do you have a skincare routine? Because despite being on camera almost 500 times a year, I didn't. Part laziness, part no clue what to get that will actually work. But I really needed to because I have two kids under two running around and I don't get the most consistent sleep. Have you had dark circles or puffy eyes? Yeah, me too. I used to freeze spoons and press them against the bottom of my eyes until they burned because I saw a YouTube video on it, but that was unsustainable. Enter Geology, the three-time, three-time, three-time award-winning skincare. It's worked for me. It's a minute in the morning and a minute in the evening. You have two minutes to spare, and there's no need to lie about that. It's quick and easy. So head over to geology.com and use promo code MAYO and click the link down in the description. Take the 30-second diagnostic quiz, and Geology will formulate a regimen that provides the benefits your skin needs the most. Or it could be like dark circles like me. Maybe it's acne. Maybe it's wrinkles. Whatever it is, just do the quiz. Then start with a complete trial set. Geology products work best as a set. So start with a 30-day trial of all four products. Everyday face wash, vital morning face cream, repairing night cream, and nourishing eye cream. My fave. It includes two bottles of face wash, one for the sink and one for the shower or to take, take to the gym with you if that's where you're still going these days. If you like it, continue with the 90-day supplies of the product you love the most. You can subscribe and save or just go a la carte, whatever you want. Use code MAYO for an exclusive offer from Mayo Media Network. Save an additional 30% on your complete trial set. Geology.com. Again, code MAYO, 30% off the trial set, and get that link in the description, okay? Do it. As mentioned, I'm bringing in some of the crew from FTNDaily.com to give me their favorite props for Super Bowl LV. First up, Kyle Murray. Not Kyler Murray, Kyle Murray. 
Uh, basically, I'm going to start it off with talking about the game theory behind these two props. Both of them are going to be game-centric. I'm looking for a, a pass-heavy game here, uh, kind of a shootout-type atmosphere that we often find the Chiefs in. And with the Chiefs favored, looking for Tampa Bay to potentially be forced into a, a scenario that to throw a lot, keep up with the pace, keep up with the scoring. And for that reason, I'm taking the over on Tom Brady's passing prop, 295 and a half. Minus 118 is where DK Sportsbook has it now. I'm taking that one here. I have him projected for over 315 passing yards for the Super Bowl. So it's a number that I like. And the second prop that I also like is Travis Kelsey, over 8.5 receptions. Pretty big number there, but you do get it at plus money, plus 110. Uh, basically, over the last 10 games, Travis Kelsey has seen double-digit targets in 9 of those games. If he's going to continue to see double-digit targets, I really like his odds of catching eight or catching more than 9 balls here. So I'm liking Kelsey's over on his receptions prop here. And then one thing to note is for the Super Bowl, which we don't often have uh, these kinds of props, but for the Super Bowl, they're doing a special thing over at DK Sportsbook is matchups so you can kind of compare players say you like Travis Kelsey's receptions or his receiving yards but you don't quite like not where the number is at you can compare him to other players like Mike Evans Chris Godwin uh, and you can kind of take matchup bets that way so that's one thing to note about the Super Bowl and a good way to approach it a fun way to approach Super Bowl 55 from a sports betting standpoint. Uh, that's going to do it for my picks. Good luck, everybody. Best of luck in Super Bowl 55. You may know him as MLB moving averages, but he's got some sharp NFL takes as well. John Legaza, right now. Here we go. My play for the big game is Mr. Tyreek Hill over 92 and a half yards on the DK Sportsbook. If we're looking for yards and I'm looking for speed, and boy, my man's got it. 83 catches, 1,200 yards in a year, 19 plays over 20 yards, 5 plays over 40, and they're running hot right now. Between weeks 9 through 12, Hill went for 33, 484 and 6, breaking every board you had. It culminated with 13, 269 and 3 against these Bucks, so you know we can get at him. And speaking of running hot, it's been at least 10 targets, at least. Eight receptions at least, 110 yards in each of the playoff games, and the Bucks have been pretty leaky in the secondary. Five different quarterbacks have gone for 300 yards or more since week 11, including Patty Mahomes, who smoked them for more than 450. Last but not least, for me, this play is script independent. If the Chiefs are way up, Hill probably got his. If the game is close, he's in that game plan. You better believe it. And if the Chiefs are way behind, it's Chuck, Chuck, Chuck to the fastest guy in the field. So for 92 and a half yards, hopefully by the halftime show, we'll be having a little drink with our feet up on the couch and counting some money because we hit the bank one last time before the season ended, everybody. Thanks. Peace. One more prop coming your way from Dom Cinturino. One prop from DraftKings Sportsbook that I'll be rolling the dice on this Sunday is Tom Brady over 0.5 rush yards at plus 120. Brady's had at least five rush yards in two of his past three Super Bowls. Uh, the only one he was negative was the Rams, where he had two carries for negative two yards. Both were kneel downs at the end of the first half and the end of the game. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Do you love cereal? I used to when I was a kid, and then I stopped eating cereal for the longest time. I had to give it up because I realized it was full of sugar, and I didn't really want to start my day off with a bunch of sugar. I wanted to eat something that was, you know, healthy and didn't make me feel like garbage 20 minutes later. But I've actually gotten back into cereal lately, both in the morning and then as like an evening snack in between. You know, when I get home, I don't always eat lunch, and I, boom, pile some magic spoon in my mouth. I'm feeling good because I've been trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and just unhealthy food in general because, you know, I'm on camera. I don't want to have sugar bloated face the entire time. And I realized I really couldn't eat anything anymore. And with the new year, I was trying to eat better. But healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring all the time. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. So when I talk about my breakfast routine, sometimes, you know, I'm on the go and I stop in here, I stop in there, grab a breakfast sandwich. And I really actively stop doing that or... When I stopped doing that, I just didn't eat anything for breakfast at all. I didn't start my metabolism, and sometimes that's not always the best. I mean, you, you don't need to eat breakfast at 5 o'clock in the morning, but you should have something to kick off your day, and Magic Spoon really does it for me because it's very quick. I can have it immediately as soon as I get hungry at any time throughout the day and really enjoy it. Zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. Comes in four flavors, coca, fruity, frosted, and more. And it tastes amazing. Honestly, it's too good to be true. Plus, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. I've been pounding back the frosted, and I got to tell you, it's pretty good. I think you should try it out. So go to magicspoon.com slash mayo. 
to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use one of our promo codes, aka promo code MAYO, at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So, if you don't like it, for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash mayo, and use the code mayo, M-A-Y-O, to save $5. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. Let's keep the Super Bowl betting info going with Matt Maselman from DKSportsbook.com. My man, thank you for jumping on the line, and you just told me something very interesting right before we came on air that if we had done this earlier in the week the discussion we're about to have would be completely different so what has shifted over the course of the past like five days yeah happy to be here and the betting information has changed a little so just in terms of line movement we're not seeing a ton but the splits have moved so we can get into how much splits matter why we pay attention to that kind of thing but just in simple terms there are more people betting Kansas City now than there were earlier in the week, and there's more money on Tampa Bay now than there was earlier in the week. So it's kind of flipped where there were a lot of, I guess, more small bets on the Bucks at the beginning, um, and now it's kind of shifted. So the trends have been interesting to pay attention to. So does that mean, just trying to parse it through, because I had hypothesized with Brad Evans and Jeff Radcliffe that, to me, if you were going to make a bet, if you were just a casual person making a bet on this Super Bowl, that it would either be Chiefs minus three or Bucks money line. That there's probably, I would say that there'd be fewer or maybe even like equal Bucks plus three over Bucks money line. Like I just feel like if people are going to take the Bucks, they're going to take them to win. Yeah, I think that that was more true last year for the Chiefs Niners game. So that spread was around one and a half for most of the week. Um, having the three there is a little different. So I think a lot of people have actually tried to get the three and a half and either buy the half point or just get it with an increased VIG. There's alternate spreads available. So that makes this a little more complicated. Um, but I think that three and a half minus 120 minus 125 is more appealing to people than, let's say, plus 140 on the money line. Um, yeah. But there's some of both. So I think that it's kind of just a preference thing. Um, but it's yeah, I'm not exactly sure what makes you go one way or the other. Some people just think the field goal thing is very likely and some people don't. Does that mean that we're likely going to see this, at least at DraftKings Sportsbook, stick at minus three, that it won't go to three and a half? That I can't really speak to. Um, yeah, I just, I'm not really sure. I think it'll have, it, it ha- the lines move for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's a single big bet can move it. That's not generally the case for the Super Bowl. So I guess it would depend how many people have been holding out until now, waiting for the number they prefer to hit that number. So let's say there are some big betters who really like the Chiefs and maybe they want to see minus three at minus 110 and they're waiting for that, and then that happens, and then they make their big bets, then maybe that gets it back up to three and a half. So it's kind of hard to say. We'll have to see what happens the next couple of days. So is there a giant liability, do you think, with not only DraftKings Sportsbook, but all the sportsbooks, that you have the Chiefs, who I assume were the most popular Super Bowl future bet there was, at least to come out of the AFC, and I'd imagine the moment that Brady signed, a lot of early future money came in on Tampa Bay. Like, are books worried about those totals, or are those just, the bets on them just aren't big enough to really move the needle, do you think? Yeah, the odds on Tampa Bay were so large that that kind of makes up for the fact that there weren't that many of them, at least compared to how many people just bet on the Super Bowl money line once the Super Bowl lines come out. Um, I don't think liabilities are a big deal in this one. Like the handle percentage right now is pretty close to 50-50. And the futures betting, there are probably, I haven't checked it a little bit, but I think more tickets on the Chiefs and just tickets that would pay out more on Tampa. And I think overall it's pretty close to balancing out. And and it seems likely enough that that's at least closely resembled across the whole industry. So are you, what are you seeing really realistically from the money? And what do you think that it tells you about the money that's coming in and where people are betting? Like, is there a quote unquote sharp side to this game? Is there a square side? Like are the people who bet 50 bucks and it's like their first time ever betting, are they just betting the chiefs? So normally I would say that tickets and dollars are really, really good indicator of where the Sharps are going and where they think the game's going to end up. Um, the Super Bowl is a little different. So in general, sharper betters bet 
bigger money. And I think that that's kind of well-established. The Super Bowl is different where casual bettors might have been saving up for weeks just to bet a lot on the Super Bowl. Maybe they just, you know, because it's the Super Bowl, it's like a cause for celebration and people bet, make bigger bets on the Super Bowl. So I don't know if we can read as much into bets and handle to determine where the sharps are. Um, I think line movement is more telling because the reputation of a better can influence how the lines move too. So I would say that it's clear sharp betters like the under, just given how the total has fallen. Um, I'm not as sure about the spread. If I had to guess, I would say sharps are more likely to be on Tampa, but it's not as obvious as I think it might seem. It's really interesting uh, as it pertains to the under, because I it's it's strange only because most of the people that I've talked to this week, I, I like the over, <laughs> but you know, what, what over don't I like if people have ever watched this show? But it does seem like a lot of people that I've been talking to are on the under, which I found kind of surprising in this sort of game when you have two such prolific quarterbacks. I guess it's just the number. Um, I don't think either team has played a game with a 60-point total. I don't think either team has played a game with anything that opened. It was 57 and a half. Um, I'm trying to remember, but even chiefs bills last week wasn't as high of a total as this. And the bills are a worse defense than Tampa Bay and a better offense. So it might just be that the number, the number opened high because of the expectation of people betting overs. And yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll be a low scoring game by any stretch, but 57 and a half did seem a little high. It's hard to say if 56 seems high. I mean, I think we're getting into the territory where it's probably the number that enough people would agree is fair. Um, but people betting over-unders on the Super Bowl in particular are probably not looking for value, let's say. <laughs> They're just kind of betting it because I think under-betters get scared, especially if you're a new better. It's like, I don't want to lose this bet in the third quarter and over, you, you at least have life through the whole game until it wins, or if it doesn't, at least there's no time on the clock. So... That normally, I guess, is not worth thinking about too much on a regular football game, but the Super Bowl is just a bit different. I would think that just based on these trend lines of the number dropping already, plus the concerns that we keep hearing right now, that there might be a lot of rain, it could be windy, that the field conditions might not be pristine by the time the game actually comes along. I can actually see this number dropping a little bit more, couldn't you? Yeah, I think I think so. Um, I don't think anyone's talking about Patrick Mahomes' foot anymore that he had the turf toe injury, and maybe that's a little bit of the reason. I think the bigger variable is that Eric Fisher isn't playing. So having an offensive line injury, especially to a left tackle, I mean, maybe it's just the case that the total dropped for him and there's no other reason just because he's hurt. So it could be weather. I mean, that certainly impacts totals all the time, and especially if there's going to be some wind, that'll move the number down. Um, I wouldn't say that the number is going to come back up on the total. Like once Antonio Brown is confirmed, which is probably inevitable at this point, I don't think we're going to see a huge surge back to the over. But yeah, it could it could definitely drop. I think you're probably right that if it's going to move in any direction, it's probably continuing downward. Do does DraftKings have any sort of like uh, like are there a lot of MVP bets that come in? Is there like props in particular that people are pointing out like? I know that we can't get like actual like dollar figures about any of this stuff, but like, are people actually betting on the coin toss? <laughs> yep. People love the coin toss. Um, Why? Why do people I, love the coin? I don't I understand. Tell you. you know what? I, I just don't know. Like, I guess it's early. It happens first. You get to know your result right away. I don't know. Is there a bet that's over sooner than the coin toss? No, but like, no. Is, is this just for people who have no friends that they can't flip a coin with themselves? You can't bet your friends on the coin toss for that much money. I mean, what's the limit that your friend's going to give you on heads versus tails? And then if you win, they're going to make you run it back. So like, it's totally useless anyway. You're, you're going to come out even regardless. It's like double or nothing, double or nothing until eventually it's the wash. So that just in practice, I guess that doesn't work. I, I hadn't considered it that way. But if you have some <laughs> high rolling friends, maybe you can do that. And then then you're not charged the extra three cents that goes along with it. But I just always find right. that one just like the anthem I get. Because, you know, people always have inside info on the anthem and all that. But that those are all cap markets, though. I don't know if that coin toss is cap. But some of these props are cap, though, especially the novelty ones, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Um, I don't know the exact limits on the coin toss. Obviously, there's no inside info there. <laughs> Although, if you're into trends, the trends for heads and tails have been kind of interesting, where 
there's just been a run where it's heads for a few years, then it's tails for a few years, then it's heads for a few. So I think we had like four straight heads years. And then last year it was tails. So, you know, tails is, is picking up momentum now. Um, I'm, I'm certainly not encouraging that people bet based on that, but people have their theories. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is some connection. I, I doubt it though. Uh, is the MVP market the second biggest one after the straight up like bet on the game, bet on the total, bet on the money line? Yeah, and the MVP market is the only prop market that is being bet on more than the coin toss. So at least there's one. Um, and Mahomes is leading the way. It is, it's interesting to compare to last year since we don't often have the same team playing twice in a row. Um, last year, Mahomes was the most popular MVP bet. This year, it's the same. But last year, Jimmy Garoppolo got almost no action in the MVP market. And this year, we have both quarterbacks. So it makes for a bit of an interesting dynamic where basically anyone who's betting on MVP is betting a quarterback. Last year, we had so many different players being bet on for MVP. So the only real connecting line is that Mahomes is at the top and then everything else is kind of different. I, I would imagine that if we just looked at like who is being bet on for MVP, that it's probably what? I would guess Mahomes, Brady, Hill, Kelsey, and then it's just a huge drop-off to the next closest person. There's a larger drop-off than you'd think before Hill and Kelsey, but yes, that's the top four. So well done. And uh it's we're in the single digits in terms of bet and handle percentage at Hill and Kelsey already. So um I have Let's see if we can get an update on the numbers here. But Mahomes is at 30 to 40%. Brady's around 30%. And then Hill and Kelsey are in the 5 to 10% range. And then Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans are at just fractional numbers at 5 and 6. So it's really a tier 1 of the QBs, tier 2 of the Chiefs top-end guys, and then everyone else. Just, just watch out as I gave out Brashad Breland 150 to 1 on the show that if there's just some like weird spike in the overall handle that comes in on that, that's where it's come from. It's come from the Pat Mayo experience. Uh, I don't see it yet, but in fairness, the show hasn't come out yet. <laughs> right. So, all right. So we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see later on. I'll, I'll get back. I'll check back with you and let you know how, how big of an impact you've had. I'm going to guess 0% because no one ever follows me on anything to their benefit because I'm a constant loser when it comes down to this kind of thing. Uh, props markets in general, um, are you seeing increased action in those, do you think, year over year? Now that people are both just more comfortable betting from their phones, betting from their apps, people being more comfortable with DraftKings Sportsbook in general versus this exact same time last year. And frankly, a lot more people are just sitting at home doing nothing at this point that they have a chance to actually jump in and look around and search some of these markets i would think that they'd be up i think all of that's true and plus sports betting is illegal in more states now so that obviously is going to increase the amount of people that can bet on props and just on everything in general um i think that overall people are getting more into props the first touchdown score kind of blew up as a market this year um particularly quarterbacks so at the beginning of the season there were some notably big wins on Sam Darnold had the 50-yard touchdown run, which was the first touchdown of the game in a Monday night game. And Carson Wentz ran one in as the first scorer the next week. And I think since that time, people have just gotten really interested in betting on the first touchdown scorer. Um, last year, that was actually the most popular bet in the Super Bowl. It wasn't as much of a trend in the regular season, but we saw a lot of bets on Raheem Mostert to be the first scorer. Um, this year, it's... It's overall, it's popular as a market. There isn't one guy in particular, though, that people are really sticking to as the first scorer. Is there anyone who's hit like double digits worth of percentage of bets or even handle? Um, I don't have that in front of me, but my guess is just based on how popular he is to score at all and just how popular he is across the pop, uh, prop market, Leonard Fournette is just getting so much traction on everything. And as someone who has played DFS and rostered Ronald Jones and watched him either play poorly or not play at all in the first round of the playoffs, um, it's the, the Bucks backfield has just been really frustrating. But I think people are buying into how well Fournette has done, at least in terms of his results lately. He's gotten in the end zone a few times. So I don't know where you come down on that. But if you can give the people some insight on. I guess both backfields, because that seems like the biggest question mark for this game overall. I, I mean, to me, I think you just have to go where the value is. And I see something like 
Daryl Williams over 30 and a half rushing yards. Um, I mean, he could very well be the guy over Clyde Edwards Hilaire. That's a much easier number to hit than Edwards Hilaire's number. So I would like that. And with Ronald Jones, it's not like he didn't get double digit carries each of the past two games uh, when he actually ended up playing both in the divisional round and the conference championship. I think his over under carries was like eight and a half. Like, I think I would rather just shoot for those lower totals on the quote unquote backup players or the less popular players. I always find that there's probably more value in those. Yeah, that's generally where I'm more interested in also. And I don't think that that's true for the average person. I think that, well, it's clear in the numbers, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is getting a lot more betting action than Daryl Williams is. And um, Fournette is way ahead of Ronald Jones. So it's, it's hard to know if, which bets are good bets, like where the value is on those guys, because I think there's just so much variance in what could happen. Um, I, the Bucks seem like they're interested in just going with the hot hand, but that's kind of how they progressed through the season. So like if Fournette has three carries for no yards to start the game and then Jones rips off a first down, maybe Jones is just the guy the rest of the game that it almost seems that fickle to me. So it just seems really difficult. Um, are there any like weird outsider players that are just like, when you look at it, like, how are people like knowing to bet on this guy? Why are they betting on this guy? Has Byron Pringles numbers that have they trained? Cause he's just a guy that keeps coming up over and over and over. If Watkins is out or if Robinson continues to be on the COVID list, like people just love Byron Pringle all of a sudden. Yeah. I, I wish that there was someone as cool as Byron Pringle that was getting a lot of action. I'm I'm not seeing it. I think that people are betting for this game to be kind of, according to script more or less like the the players you'd expect are getting the majority of the betting action um there are a couple of players only a couple because people generally bet overs who are actually getting more money on the under for their props so on the buck side it probably has to do with antonio brown being in so we have chris godwin unders are semi-popular and scotty miller that's probably as as unique of a name as there is where the the betting action is making some kind of trend. So Scotty Miller under yards bets are happening, I guess, because Antonio Brown is going to play. And um, the assumption is that Miller won't be involved much at all. And then unders are semi-popular on Daryl Williams too. So yeah, I mean, aside from Scotty Miller under bets, I don't really have a player that pops out as like, this is weird. Why are people doing this? Are, are you seeing more action on the chiefs props for players individually than you are on the Bucks players? So the most popular player prop that's not involving a quarterback is on Fournette to have the most rushing yards in the game. I think that lines at plus 175 now. Um, adding it up overall, I think, yes. I think the Chiefs bets are getting more aggregate action, but Fournette is the guy. If there's a player that's not Brady or Mahomes that people just love for this game, it's Fournette. All right. Uh, anything else that you think we should know? Like, is there an outcome for this game that works out really disastrously for the sports book? Or is it just, I'm not too, totally, or is it just too even on each side? It seems. I think that it's just hard to say. And I think that we'll know more by Sunday because so much of the betting action will happen in the next 72 hours. Um, I think the over is bad. Like that's, <laughs> that's about, I, I know that for sure. If the game goes over the total um, sports books, DraftKings included, but probably every sports book will lose money, at least in that particular market, because Overs are being bet across the board, actually, except in New Jersey, where I'm located now, people in New Jersey are betting the under more than the over for some reason, but every other state it's overs more than unders and it's by a significant margin too. That's really interesting. So when you can track handles between all of the legal states where this action is coming in, I assume that that like Darnold 50 to one first touchdown big amongst New Jersey betters, probably not so big everywhere else. <laughs> yep. And we see a lot of, the, the, the state that causes the biggest divides is Colorado. For whatever reason, people in Colorado love their teams. So shout out to Colorado. You guys are like the biggest homers there are. Um, Colorado people bet on their own players more than any state by like a significant margin. We, margin. we saw um, a bunch of Drew Locke MVP bets, but we also saw them do well on the avalanche in the playoffs. So it's not just, it's not just bad. Um, if you rode the avalanche last year, that, that was a good thing. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's happening in Colorado, but they, they're big fans of everything. Uh, are there any futures right now that people are getting into for NFL or is everything just so concentrated on foot on the Super Bowl where, you know, Deshaun Watson changing teams or even Super Bowl futures for next year, that kind of thing. 
Trevor Lawrence, where he was going, was was big for a while, um, especially when the Jets hadn't won a game. And I guess that's kind of died down a little bit. But Super Bowl really is the focus now. Um, yeah, I'm, I think that that really is the big one, just stuff around the first overall pick. So that was kind of an in-season future and then also an off-season future where it was it was a very popular thing. And there, I'm sure there are a lot of outstanding bets on that right now. All right. Do you have a- anything more to give us is from the inside scoop? So do you want to talk about Gatorade color? Because I feel like that's kind of an interesting thing that uh, for some reason gets a lot of action too. Uh, we can. I have no real take on it. Okay. So I don't know if you or the listeners know, but last year there was this huge steam move on purple as the Gatorade color. <laughs> and I think it had a lot to do with Kobe. So it's kind of an odd reason for the Super Bowl Gatorade color to be affected. But we saw purple open at plus 1200 and closed as at minus 135 around there. And it came in orange. So I'm not really sure what happened. But uh, yeah, the, the orange is now the favorite this year because I guess the Chiefs won. They went with orange this year. The assumption is the Chiefs will win again and maybe they'll run it back with orange. Interesting. And people are like digging into this. Like they're like, yeah, let's bet that. Yeah, let's bet that. I I didn't really catch any of the the stuff last year on the purple steam until until the odds were get like until they had moved into minus territory and it was like what just happened here. Um but yeah, I guess this is um it's kind of like the coin toss, you're betting just the quirky thing that you can tell your friends if you want. It's like I'm I'm a genius at betting. I I hit the I hit the Gatorade. I hit the coin toss like that's the that's the kind of thing that makes you seem like some kind of psychic and other betting markets. It's not so much like that. So maybe that's the appeal. I don't know. I, I It's funny that you get so much steam on this one side and all these bets because the quote unquote insider info ends up coming out. I remember this from a few years ago. Something happened like the day of the Oscars or the night before the Oscars and the best director mm-hmm. market for the guy that directed the favorite ended up just being like, because I forget who ended up winning that year, who was the favorite, but the favorite was giant. It was like minus 3,300 or something like that. And Yorgos was like the fourth favorite on the board. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, inside info has come out. Like Yorgos has actually won this award. And by the time it got down to like the night of betting, it was like minus 300 and Yorgos was like plus 125 or something like that. And like, it never even came close to winning. I, I really wish I could remember this specific website because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. There was some some site that reports on Oscars betting that maybe not on betting specifically, but some site that reports on the Oscars and they supposedly leaked it early and wrote who the who the award winners were. And it wasn't it just wasn't right. Interesting. So maybe it's that kind of thing. All right. What else should we be looking for from now until the Super Bowl actually starts? Like, is there any sort of trend line that we could see that could lead us to believe like, oh, money's coming in this way? Is there something we should be watching out for as we watch the odds move up and down? I think that it's definitely going to be a big deal if Antonio Brown doesn't play for some reason. The entire market will shift if that happens. But just as a guess, I think it's at least 95%. I don't know if you've heard anything differently, but it seems like he's almost certain to play at this point. If a player that's as involved as him is scratched due to an injury, then we would see some stuff happen. There would be, the odds would be changing. Money would be coming in all over the place. Um, I'm hoping that that doesn't, or maybe I'm hoping it happens. I'm not, I'm not actually sure what it, what would be better, but um, stuff will be moving around if there's a player that is a, key part of their team's offense that ends up not playing well all of those scotty miller under one and a half reception bets uh probably aren't going to cash if antonio brown doesn't play or does if he's if he's out miller's just gonna i would say that would probably be the biggest one because i think that's plus money right now to bet the over on scotty miller one and a half receptions and if brown was declared out that would instantly after all the money just piled into it go to like minus 200 yeah, you you would be safe on Godwin and Evans theoretically. Like the the impact on those guys isn't massive because they're going to be on the field almost every play anyway. But yes, yeah, Scotty Miller, that would be um that would be a crazy move that we would see there. Maybe he would get up to like three and a half receptions, and that one and a half. I think minus two hundred might even be low. Like we could see minus two fifty, minus three hundred on Scotty Miller's over. So that would be yeah. If you if you're holding an under ticket on Scotty Miller, um. I hope for your sake, Brown plays, but I, I, I'm assuming he's going to. All right, Matt Meiselman, thanks for being on, man.
Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm happy to do it and uh, keep up the golf stuff. I know that, well, at least for me, there was this, the dark days of sports where we just had golf and you, you helped get people through it. So that was, that was really nice of you. And uh, yeah, keep, keep, keep it up. Yeah, it, it was nice that I was actually able to hit like winners coming out of that. And I don't think I've hit a winner since. Yeah, it doesn't matter now, though, because there's other sports back. So, you know, you built up your credibility when people were paying the most attention. And now it's fine. Now, now it's now it's just good. You're just coasting. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us, Matt. But now the time has come to reveal Pat's favorite plays for the Super Bowl. So be me. It can be known. You probably want to fade these plays. But uh, this is what I'm going to have money on on the Super Bowl. So here we go. Chiefs minus three. I do love the Chiefs here. Um I can't wait to get burned because I've been bad at betting Super Bowls over the past few years. But the last time I had this much conviction, Aaron Rodgers won MVP. The Packers won the Super Bowl. So it's been 10 years since I actually felt this good about a Super Bowl. So Kansas City Chiefs minus three. Ronald Jones over eight and a half rushing attempts. Second quarter lead change. I like that Radcliffe brought that one up. I got in on that. So plus 175 on a second quarter lead change. Second quarter over for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, six and a half points over that total. Rashad Breland, uh, the 575, plus 575 uh, to have an interception. If I'm just going to roll with my guy Breland, a little mini bet, but a huge odds. And see if you can get that odds boost from DraftKingsSportsBook.com as well. Rashad Breland, 150 to 1 to be Super Bowl LV MVP. Thank you all for tuning in this week. There's still plenty of Super Bowl shows. If this is the first one you're watching, go back in time. Check out the DraftKings show. Check out the the food show. Check out the spread pick show where we break down the game in depth and talk some more about NFL rumors going on right now as well. But rate, review, and subscribe to the audio podcast. Five stars if you're doing that out there. And subscribe to Mayo Media Network as well. Hope you win some cash. Hope you have a good time watching the big game. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.